Hey everyone, so happy to get to talk to you. This is a solo podcast, an update episode about everything that's going on with me right now and everything that I want to talk about to you. I got a lot of questions from Instagram stories because I did one of those ask me a question things and I added a ton of information answering those questions throughout what I already wrote in my notes and today's going to be a long one for sure. I've got a lot to talk about. I'm excited about this podcast. It's really fun, especially with my most recent episode where I was interviewed by Mike on his podcast, and it turned out to be so good that I asked him if I could have the audio, of course, a couple days, a week after he uploaded his so he could get and do his thing. Uh, You have to be respectful, but I uploaded it to my podcast and we talked about minimalism and going to college and being a filmmaker. He had a lot of questions about wedding film school, which was new. I hadn't asked many questions, answered many questions about weddings in a while. So that was fun. <laughs> uh, but it turned out to be the most listened to podcast I've ever made. So it passed the Sarah Dietschy episode, which is old, months old. Uh, it was towards the beginning of the year. And it's exciting because I'm seeing a lot of growth, a lot of new people listening, and then also returning subscribers coming back to listen to the episodes, especially now that I'm doing these solos. I think people are responding quite well to these, and I'm, I'm going to try to mix it up with interviews. I still want to do both these solo updates and the interviews, but thanks for the feedback. Really excited to keep doing these. Just got back from a long LA trip, so... I took a while to make videos uh, just because I was capturing so much footage and traveling around. We went to LA for India's solo show. So if you watched the little Instagram story video that I made, or if you watched the actual vlog, um, you saw a quick little DC trip and then New York City and then LA. Um, It was a really fun trip. India, of course, being a video producer for Vayner Media, Vayner Talent, I don't know what she does these days, but she's excellent at scheduling and figuring out places to be, Airbnbs to stay in, restaurants to go to, bars. She's definitely a planner <laughs> and I'm an executor. So I, uh, she just tells me what to do and then I, I, I shoot some video about it. So it's a definitely a good team dynamic. But yeah, this trip was all about her show and her art. She had been working on on her installation art, her signs, her shirts, her merch for a while. She even did some projection for this one. Um, But we had a lot of fun. A lot of family flew in from all across the U.S. Some friends from New York came through, and we had a blast. Um, The Airbnb was fun. Apparently, John Mayer was supposed to go to it (laughs) uh the person who owns that airbnb was there and we're talking to him and he was a total la dude um name dropping and just like being that guy but a lot of musicians and bands come through to stay there and shoot do photo sessions i guess but it was a large place a lot of rooms had a fun backyard and a weird hot tub (laughs) so i hope you saw that in the latest vlog film documentary i don't know what to call them anywho the airbnb was cool india found it but we have talked about this this is something that we've wanted to do her her expertise is finding and booking these little airbnb trips my specialty is shooting a video especially about traveling to a remote place some tiny homes hopefully some minimalist vibes It'd be fun to find the world's best Airbnbs and to shoot videos about what it's like sleeping and living in them and then what cool things there are to do while you're on that trip. So in some way you could reproduce the trips I go on, but I feel like this would make it as easy as possible. Here, book this, go here, do this. Very, um, you know, I'm, I'm recommending the trip. So I think we're, we're going to try to do that. And the beauty of, YouTube is that I can just start doing it. <laughs> Airbnb is definitely going to benefit, but maybe in the future um, they could sponsor some videos. But it's pretty easy to reach out to the owners of the Airbnbs, the hosts, and get free trips 
or at least some advice um, and access from them for the videos. So expect that in the future for sure. Really trying to define my style. And I think obviously subscribers who have been watching for a while, years, <laughs> like two years of vlogs now, uh, have seen the growth and the changes, uh, yet also the things that remain the same. Uh, improve over time, but still, that's my style. Whether it's the dinner scenes, like at night in Market in LA, wonderful. What was that? Thai, Thai food? I think so. It was amazing. I love little fancy dinner scenes, and you know, I love to change the pace, switch from cinematic to humorous and quick, quickly. Mm. Trying to tell more stories. But this was an interesting trip just because of the audio situation. But I'll talk about that. Um, vlogging in LA, I've been there before. And I'm running into this problem where I don't want to just define my my individual videos, my films, as here's the LA vlog, here's the New York City vlog, here's the trip for Portland. No, uh, I think as I visit the cities over and over again, how I define what the video is with the thumbnail and title is getting more and more important. So what I would like to do is make it more abstract. Really touch upon the reason for the video rather than just the location. And especially I want to move away from location, camera, and drone in the title. <laughs> like I've been doing for the Gothenburg and then also Colorado. They do well for SEO and I think people click on them because they want to see what that footage looks like with that gear because maybe they own it or they want to own it but I feel like it's a pit a trap that I want to avoid so expect more titling thumbnail and branding like the most recent LA vlog microphone problems anyone who follows me on Instagram definitely knows my bitching all about how the 3.5 millimeter mini mini audio port jack on the Sony a7 III camera body I have has broken for the second time now. What happens is if you leave a microphone jack plugged into the port uh, for a while, it bumps up against things and it, it's very easy for the port to become loose with the connection and you lose the stereo. Then sometimes you miss audio altogether. Sometimes you get a loud noise. Um, as soon as it goes, it's unpredictable and it can mess some things up. So I've been talking to other filmmakers. Uh, as soon as I posted online, of course, a lot of people reached out and they're like, yeah, I've had that problem too. Um, but I've had a couple filmmaker friends like text me directly and be like, we, we shot an entire video not realizing that the port was messed up and it totally fucked us. So I feel that pain and it's some bullshit. So this is the second time I've had to fix this. Sony, of course, fixed it for free because it's like under warranty on the camera. But honestly, uh, B&H was kind enough to um, reach out. They wanted to loan me a camera while I get my, my port fixed, but I think I might just use the new microphone I have. The new Sony microphone is a hundred dollars, just over a hundred dollars. The name is really weird. I can't, I don't know the name of it off the top of my head. It's like YZ, I don't know. And it connects power and transfers information via the hot shoe. There's like a name for it. Smart hot shoe, Intel multi something, but I've been testing the audio and I think it's good enough. It's obviously not, not going to be as good as a $300 shotgun road microphone on top, but not having to worry about it and knowing that it's going to work and it's pretty small is awesome. So I am doing way less gear reviews and comparisons and things like that on YouTube. I think I might still do them, but it has to be for a really good reason. Um, expect more gear reviews in little mini series video sets on Instagram stories because I can do the swipe up because people always ask what is that you know I want the gear link and then I just think it's a wonderful format the vertical video the zooming the text on screen uh, it's a great way to review gear so 
I'll probably do one more set of that with my final verdict of why I switched. And I'll talk about that more later. While in LA, it was a great time to visit because Vid Summit was happening. Uh, Vid Summit is a conference for YouTube filmmakers, photographers. Uh, I think it's pretty geared towards YouTubers, like filmmakers. So I had some friends hook me up with a ticket, and it was great to get to meet a couple of you who came up to say hi, so thank you. And of course, I got to meet up with a few YouTubers that I was internet friends with but had not met in real life yet. Actually, Ashley Ketchadorian, uh, Cody Wainer, wait, wait, Cody, I always mess up his last name. It's just Wainer, right? Yeah, Wainer. Um, and then Colin Ro Rosenblum. Colin, yeah, Colin and Samir. The Colin of Colin and Samir. <laughs> uh, a couple other people, of course, but it was cool. Uh, yeah, conferences. We've talked about that before. Um, and then I also did a YouTuber workshop, which was kind of last minute. Um, we booked a breather space somewhere in off Venice beach. I only allowed like five or six people to come, uh, all YouTubers, uh, a lot of, a lot of the people who attended already had some channels. So that was interesting and it was such a blast. I'm always surprised at how fun it is to sit down and listen to the stories and the dreams and, and the hopes of these other creatives and then just bounce some ideas back and forth and give my honest opinion and hear just hear everyone's feedback on everything. It's so good. I do my workshops so like loose and, and I definitely want to have fun while I do it. I'm not a PowerPoint kind of person. So, um, one of the attendees made an awesome commercial and he is letting me post it on Instagram. So I might do that. It's, it's about four minutes long, which is longer than the one minute limit on Instagram. So I kind of want to ask him to, uh, edit it up a little bit. We'll see, but it, it was a fantastic little commercial shot the day of the workshop. So I would, I would love for y'all to see that hopefully in the soon, in the soon. <laughs> All right, having too many things going on was a big problem for me. All right, we're going to switch gears a little bit. All y'all want me to talk about minimalism. Um, yeah, so I've been vlogging for a while, and I've learned that having too many things going on is always a big problem for me. So minimalism is way more than just things. It's just getting intentional with what I want to do. And that comes down to relationships, projects, gear, um, pro like uh, files, accounts online, uh, and then just, just what I'm uh, attacking, what I'm approaching, all the goals I have. I just want to keep things as simple as possible, and that helps me in the long run. So I've got some big changes coming up. Um, yeah, so I feel, I feel more focused only by focusing on... Uh, <laughs> great sentence, Craig. My notes are terrible. Uh, I'm focusing on travel films and Instagram stories right now. So you may have noticed that I've cut off a lot of things. Patreon being a big one. I'm trying to take a break on Twitter, but it's it might come back. Um, I felt that Twitter... I was using Twitter like Instagram and I was using Instagram like Twitter sometimes. So if I went on a trip, like my recent Kansas trip, uh, I was posting updates and like a tweet, uh, a header tweet being like, Hey, I'm in Kansas for these days. And then I would, uh, link up some tweets, some replies to that attached tweets, I guess. Um, just with photos, pretty much like Instagram stories with photos and videos and text, uh, and I felt like it would just be better if I focused all of that time and effort and attention into a good Instagram story. Um, if I feel like I'm posting too many, you know, 10 Instagram stories per day is too much, I think. Uh, just just focus on the good ones and just tell the story more efficiently in four Instagram stories. Blocks? Story blocks? I don't know what you call them. Uh, so... Yeah, Twitter. Uh, a lot of my friends are on it. Not everyone is on it. I would say more people, for sure, more people are on Instagram, my audience and friends. Um, everyone's on Facebook still. Everyone's on YouTube. 
Instagram is not okay. So it goes, it goes Facebook, YouTube, uh, then below is Instagram and then, uh, like Snapchat and Reddit and Twitter. So I'm looking at it from a years from now kind of perspective. And I feel like if I can just focus on YouTube and Instagram right now, uh, I think that would work. Instagram being the immediate chronological uh, updates of what I'm up to uh, with swipe ups and tags. And, you know, if you want, if you know I'm in your city and you, if I go to a cafe and you see that cafe and you're, so, you're like one minute away, you like stop by and say hi. Like it's that immediate, it's that real, it's that authentic. And YouTube being the week later, the day later, edited, curated, thought out video, um, about whatever happened in my Instagram stories. I can slow down, I can edit, I can make sure everything's correct with YouTube. And what I'm going to talk about what you saw for the first time is, um, a thought out Instagram video vertical portrait upload that was about 50 seconds long with narration and titles and that was almost like a preview from my youtube vlog uh, but it can stand on its own and i'll talk about the inspiration behind that it's down in my notes uh but that's something that i i think works for the instagram feed because instagram stories makes a hundred percent sense to me it's so wonderful and i almost wanted to just use instagram for the stories and not even use the feed because I want to put my best photography just into my stories as it is. The resolution's better. I like I like the 16 by 9 aspect ratio. Was it 9 by 16? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I was confused at why, <laughs> what's the reason for the feed and the, versus the stories. And I think I want to upload video previews. Pretty much make my U- Instagram feed look like my YouTube page in a micro little, little tiny sense. So expect that. So people are always important and I'm trying to invest time and effort into relationships as well. So that's, I've always been interested in people and forming relationships and building those circles, but I'm realizing that my time and attention and effort get yields way more benefit to me. If I focus on my tight circle and helping my community, so I am reaching out to people. I am rekindling friendships. I'm strengthening friendships and I'm just helping people. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever, this is some advice, whenever you're not exactly sure what you should be doing or what to create next, you're like, what should I do? Take a break and help someone. That is my best advice. You know, when I'm, when I'm depressed or sad, or in a funk. It happens sometimes. Life is a wave up and down. The best way to get myself out of it is to help someone. Always helps, always distracts me. Eat something good, go for a run, and help someone. So I give that advice for sure. Um, Yeah, it's definitely a long-term thing. Focus on people rather than just making that quick buck or that little video or trying to use your audience to get something. Just help. Just keep helping other people in your audience and you'll grow. You'll get there. People will help you. So went to Portland after LA. I was shooting, shooting, shooting. We jumped straight from uh, LA to Portland. I'd been in Portland before to shoot a wedding years ago, but it was nice to hang out with some of India's friends. So go to like homes, home cooked meals and one of her friends has like a chicken farm, <laughs> like chickens and rabbits and a vegetable garden. So that was very Portland. <laughs> we got to walk around, drink coffee, go to that bookstore, whatever it's called, Powell's Books. Um, very cute, very fall. The colors were amazing. So it was fun to shoot. And I'm, I'm still editing that right now. That should be up real soon. I definitely want to get that out by this weekend for sure. And that'll, I wasn't sure how to edit my videos because I had DC, a little tiny DC, an okay sized New York, a large chunk of LA, and then I have this Portland. And I didn't know if I should make one super travel vlog or 
I should break it up. I decided to break it up. So Portland should be its own video, and there might be some additional New York City stuff at the end of Portland, just to cap it off. And once again, I don't necessarily want to make per city vlogs, more per trip vlogs. I just want to mix it up. I don't want to be pigeonholed into just, this is the Portland vlog. So, coming soon. I want to slow down. I've got a good idea of what I want to be doing, but it was hard to figure out what was important and what I should be focusing my time and effort in. I think slowing down helps and being able to change your pace helps. You know, some of us are just nonstop and we get this unhealthy, in my opinion, Gary Vee mentality that you need to be working yourself to death all the time. I, I am so not that. No, not at all. I work hard, but I'm intentional with my work. People who just spin their wheels, 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 you know, any Northeasterners, if you get stuck in snow with your car, you know, you can just floor it, but that'll just spin your wheels and, and throw the snow behind you. And, and you'll just go deeper into the snow if you're on the side of the road. What you got to do is you got to rock back and forth, be intentional with your, mo your motion to get yourself out of that snow. That's a nice little metaphor for you. Boom. Boom. Uh, yeah, so slow down. Really thinking about what I want to do. And I think it's very healthy if I could shoot my video, edit it, do what I need to do, make it as good as I want it to be, but then also go out for coffee. Listen to my audiobook. Help someone. Call my mom. <laughs> Uh, pet the dog on the side of the road on the on the sidewalk not like getting out of my car to pet a dog that'd be insane read just go to the park and not have a phone just finding some kind of balance yeah really good I'm trying to slow down am i still nomad ah I guess the theme of this episode and this month of Craig, this season, <laughs> season five, um, is I have just, I've put myself into a hole too much and I need to slow down and stop setting these crazy expectations for no reason. So I shot that video and I'm very, in ooh, yeah, hold on. Oh, I think this might be some uh, moment lenses. Hold on. Hey, every day is uh, Christmas with Amazon. I'm owning less stuff, though. I promise I'm getting less stuff. It's slowing down. Am I still a nomad? I'm recording this in India's apartment in Brooklyn, New York, and I've been here a lot, but it's totally fine. I do want to travel more, and it's still happening, but New York City is definitely my hub city. Um, being in a relationship makes things a little more difficult. I can't just go travel and do whatever I want. And I don't want to... Uh, make too many promises but i'm just getting out there traveling more and doing whatever i want and whatever i do should be okay with you and if you have a problem with my lifestyle you know that's definitely not my problem <laughs> so i'm just doing me so yes am i going to get rid of my drone <laughs> not yes uh maybe i was talking about this a little bit i don't know where maybe in a vlog or some tweets but the drone is fun, but I don't necessarily think it mixes too crazy well with my stuff. Maybe I just need to get smarter about how I use the drone, but it just seems so disjointed. So um, I have my camera on my hip. I'm like talking to people, doing fun things and, you know, weaving a little story about what's going on. And I just feel like the drone is so separate from that as far as what the footage looks like and when I shoot it and when I use it in my, my vlogs, like if I visit a city, I could shoot drone stuff immediately, or I could shoot it in the middle or I could shoot it in the, the evening or the end of the trip. It's just, I don't know. It's just kind of always B roll. It never really fits unless it's on a hike. I like drone footage that incorporates people and subjects rather than just city and random stuff. But it, it always seems like I use my drone footage in a little montage that's just so separate from what I'm doing. So, plus there's the whole legality thing. I feel guilty doing it the wrong way. 
not having the specific permits or specifications to be doing drone photography and selling it and using it commercially and like promoting that to people. So I just, I don't want to be a part of the problem. So there's just a lot to it. And it's just drone, the drone community is so separate and so vibrant and large that I feel like I'm not, I'm kind of just dipping my toes into the drone community and pissing off people. Whereas, you know, I would much rather be a a part of it and, and speak about drones and like encourage young drone flyers to do it the right way. So we'll see. I'm conflicted to say the least. (laughs) The data minimal. Yeah. Speaking of conflicted data, minimalism, video problems. So this is probably my least favorite video that I've made in a while. Uh, just because like, I've got the time I reshot it three times. (laughs) Like I chose to make it out of the other list of videos I could have made yet. I just don't believe it. I just, it doesn't come across as believable. And I think a lot of people saw that. So I've already flip flop on my stance on the video. And I think I'm going to start saving all of my video footage. Um, I'm not exactly sure how I'm checking out G suite unlimited. I'm, I just bought two terabytes worth of cloud storage temporarily. I'm trying to figure out what the process would look like if I could upload all of my video footage to Google photos for free. If it's compressed a little bit, I think they compress it to 720. I think and that might be good enough. Yeah. I don't know, but I've been listening to audiobooks and I'm fascinated on just what the future is going to hold. And this idea of data information, curated information, intellectual property ideas being the most valuable asset in the future is so true. And the next big breakthrough for the market will be figuring out how to prove ownership and the transfer of ownership of intellectual property and data past this age old patents guideline. And, you know, it's, we saw a glimpse with crypto with blockchain specifically on how to prove digital ownership. And, uh, I hope it really does mature because it's on the horizon and it's definitely important, uh, as these startup tech companies are doing more and more to entice people to give their data away for free. Um, it's very valuable and it's building AI it's building machine learning and machine learning is in an eggshell going to make decisions better than we will. Google, Facebook, Apple, everything. They're all building the same thing. IBM pretty much so many Chinese companies we don't even know about on the same level. Uh, they're going to make decisions better than we will. So, Hey, Hey, Facebook, what car should I buy? Hey, Google, you know, who should I date? Oh, wow. That's, I would have never, thank you. Yeah. All the answers I ever want better than I could ever make. What should I go to call? Like, what should I, what should my job be? Oh, here's a list of the top three and you've already contacted the people and I'm accepted. Cool. Did all that. Thank you. Literally. AI is fascinating to me. So I'm reading, I should do like a little book report because I'm just plowing through books, audiobooks, Kindle. Um, I think books are better than movies and TV shows and YouTube videos and, and video games as far as storytelling and inspiration and imagination. The amount of information that is passed to me through these books at my own speed, my reading speed, so good. So, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Also, Cody Cody Wanner, well, Cody, well, let's just call him Cody Dubs. Cody Dubs made a, a video response to my data minimalism video. It made a lot of sense. You know, his argument is that someone might make a documentary about him someday, and he wants to have a ton of footage to use. <laughs> Think about it. What if 10, 20, 30 years from now, someone wants to make a documentary about you? What information, what data, what photos, videos, stories, podcasts are they going to use Ken Burns style. <laughs> yeah, what what we're shooting right now is literally going to look black and white old school compared to what things are going to be like in a couple of years for sure. 
technology is moving quicker and faster. Oh, I got so much to talk about that, but that I don't think this is the place. Maybe a book review in the future. Yeah. Um, but basically, he's a good guy, and you should protect your data and keep it. Storyblocks was a wonderful sponsor, so I'm working with a new group of people helping me to get sponsors, and it's much better. Wonderful. Wonderful people. I feel like I'm actually talking and working with people who care, so it's good. Uh, the full screen fiasco should be on the horizon. Today's the last day that they have control over my AdSense, so we'll see what happens. I'm not sure. I'm right on the edge. I had a good old guys night at Alex Cass's apartment in Brooklyn. Yeah, he's my good friend here in the city, illustrator at The Verge, doing some stuff for Vox. Awesome illustrator, designer, musician, and gamer. Yeah, we were playing some PS4, the new Call of Duty game. It was fun. It brought me back to those those days of, you know, getting some Mountain Dew and setting up a LAN in someone's basement and getting all the guys to, like, play Halo for hours into the night. So it was fun to do that. And I like video games, but they're definitely an escape. You know, they can tell stories and they can inspire and they're definitely becoming more story driven as like literal directors and script writers and and people try to tell stories through games um but i still feel like they're more escape than inspiration so instead of doing what you should do you're playing video games and sure some people make careers out of it but it's a tiny 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 sliver of everyone playing games so we'll see if Winter Craig comes back. Talking to a couple sponsors about <laughs> more computer PC gaming equipment review videos and stuff like that. They they keep coming. I have long history with awesome PCs for gaming. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, when, as soon as the snow comes, my my routine. We'll probably switch up. And honestly, I'd like to get out of the city before the snow comes. <laughs> All right. Next bit of news. I should I should make this like a news syndicated radio. Like, welcome back to the Craig News. No. Deleted my website. Go to type in craigadams.com and see what happens. I'll tell you what happens. It sends you to YouTube. So what did I have before? I had my little logo, little face, which I need an update. I need an updated profile picture and um, I had links to photo, no, video, photo, text, and audio, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and podcast. And then I had my grid of, I think, 36 pictures, PNGs, against the white background with little short descriptions. Put a lot of time and effort. This was everything I owned. I updated a lot. All Amazon affiliate links for people to buy all the stuff that I own. And of course the descriptions described why I had them and it was good. You know, I'm just, I'm to be honest, I'm moving away from Amazon affiliate marketing, which is probably big news to people who've been following me because especially with wedding film school days, that was the bulk of my income ever since selling wedding film school. Um, and changing up how I did things with my Craig Adams brand. I've definitely started to make more money, more income in different aspects, different areas of what I do compared to Amazon affiliate. It went down a lot after I switched all my IDs. Of course, wedding film schools still making the Amazon affiliate income it was and more as it grows. I think to one hundred and what one one hundred and twenty thousand subs right now, so that's good. And I still own a stake in that, so I'm still making money. But I got rid of the grid. I'm moving away from such limiting self definitions of like. I have to put everything I own. I just want to make it less about everything I own and just what about what I'm creating. Um, and how I create it will come out in wonderful little moments. Uh, like I want to share that information, but I just, I don't want to focus on the gear as much. And yeah, I, I just don't need a website. I, I've always struggled with trying to get 
traffic to the website and then adding value and having the grid was the best value that I could have for it. And, um, just not enough anymore. So I still have kit out there in the wild, but I probably should get rid of that. I'm scrubbing the internet of everything except what I want it to be, which is basically YouTube and Instagram, maybe Twitter. <laughs> Keep coming back to Twitter. It's a big question, Mark. Let me know if you, you love me on Twitter. Um, I do miss it. I go back every so often and check tweets. And yeah, it's hard and stuff. Yeah, I'm making way more money doing sponsored content posts, SponCon, compared to passive affiliate. Um, and I also took away everything out of the descriptions of my YouTube videos. First off, I deleted 300 videos, let's be honest. You, my YouTube channel has changed a bit this month. Um, liter literally deleted. So if you go to my Social Blade, the website for checking stats of different influencers and channels and stuff, you'll see that I lost uh, 1.5 million views in a day. <laughs> That's because I deleted channel or uh, videos. I, I didn't unlist them. I didn't private them. I deleted them because I downloaded them and uploaded them to Google Photos for safekeeping archiving. But I'm just narrowing the focus. I know there's still some benefit to people seeing my older videos, but I just want to narrow the focus. And I'm so in this this 48 hour turnaround, like the stuff that I'm making right now is what's important, what you should care about. You got to watch it when it comes out and then it might drift away. Um, of course you can make money and there's benefit to seeing older videos and maybe that'll, that'll gradually, gradually happen more and more. But I had such a change from, uh, two years ago to now all the content that I was on my channel before I started vlogging in New York city that summer of 2016 was so different than the stuff that I'm making right now. I just felt like I had to get rid of it. So yeah. Yep. 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 The, uh, Alaska vlog is still there though. Don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah. Wedding film school is still making more, more money with affiliate. So it's different niches. Uh, wedding filmmakers spend so much money on gear, audio, lenses, cameras, drones, gimbals, that it's just way different than what I'm doing. And right now, honestly, my thing is stop buying gear. Like just buy, just use what you have and make it work. Um, so Amazon affiliate, making money from gear has always been a con conflict of interest and I'm moving away from it. Yes. Mm-hmm drinking that water. So Kansas happened to jump back to the trip, shot a, shot a David and Jackie's wedding in Kansas last week. Super fun. Still editing it. Uh, it'll come out after the Portland vlog. It'll be its own separate video. And it's been over almost two years since I shot a wedding. I know a lot of people on wedding film school want to see this. So it's going to be different than any wedding I've ever shot. You know, I, I was just vlogging it by myself and it's definitely shot like a vlog and it's going on my channel, but it, it should be a new format and it might be a fun thing. So people can invite me to their weddings and I'll just vlog it. <laughs> so that should be fun. I'm, I'm interested to hear what you think. I know a lot of people want to see that wedding stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I wrote about Twitter here, but I kind of jumped around. Um, yeah, it, it might be possible for me to go back to Twitter, um, but we'll see. It, if I went back to Twitter, I would stop using it like Instagram, like storytelling with a thread. I think I'd want to keep it just text, so no photos. I'd retweet people, um, but I've always had this problem with cross-promotion. So if I upload a, a YouTube video, I don't want to be the person who just posts a link to the YouTube video and make that a tweet. I'd rather try to think about what the tweet version of that content would be. So literally no links, just a text. Just a, almost like the description of how would I describe the YouTube video in 144 characters or whatever it is, 140 characters. Um, just cause I, I, I want it. I want the, I want the reason people are following me on Twitter to be so specific and, and make sense. I want that promise to be crystal clear. Uh, so we'll see. 
lots to talk about there, but we shall see. Yes. What is mental minimalism? Hmm. Mental minimalism. You know me. I'm trying to keep things as simple as possible. It could get to a point where it's a problem. I've talked about that before. For me, it comes down to control. I want to control everything under my... Everything that I, I do, I want to have control. I don't want it to be half-assed. I don't want it to be... I want to control that risk. Everything is in some way a bet, a risk. Is it going to happen or is it not? Um, so I'm trying to limit that. But I definitely want to... Like I, I mentioned before, the theme of this episode, I guess, is I want to limit my use of minimalism to define who I am. I think I've been a bad minimalist in a sense where um, I'm talking about it too much. I'm using it to further, you know, my videos, my content too much. I'm just letting it define who I am rather than just letting myself define who I am. So like I said, I got rid of that grid, got rid of all those, everything I own, website, page, um, I'm just cutting things down as much as possible. And I keep surprising myself with how little I can be happy with, but it makes sense. If I could just do Instagram and still share what I want in a beautiful way and have people care and make an income, I think that'd be great. You know, so I've talked about this, you know me. So let's get to Finn and Tim's Instagram video format. Huge people. Uh, big inspirations for me. So if you want to know who I follow, Finn Harris, Tim Kellner, Tim to the Wild. Um, huge inspiration for both storytelling, intentional content creation, and minimalism. Uh, they, they went to Japan and they made a video series for Instagram posts, vertical video, four by five, five by four. I don't know what the ratio is, um, with narration and text on screen, very tasteful, little vignettes, little mini stories, pretty much a vlog in a minute format for Instagram. I think they made four or five of them and it was so refreshing, so tasteful, inspired me to do the same. I did one for India and I would love to make one of these for every YouTube video that I upload. And I think this will become my feed for Instagram for sure. Check them out. If you haven't, I tag them in my Instagram post. So go to my Instagram, my latest post, that video, you'll find them and you'll quickly understand why they're definitely my, my biggest inspiration right now. Other than Will Darbyshire, Arden Rose, um, Andy Toe, too. Um, yeah, a couple of people I follow. I was invited to my first private Apple event a couple nights ago. Amazing. So fun. Got to hang out with Andy, Cody, Elise, Swoops from uh, Chicago. Swoops. Uh Jackie, nothing but tech. Jacqueline, I don't know. Big topic for us, just chatting, uh, was mobile editing on iPhone and iPad. Obviously, the new iPads came out, app MacBook Airs. But uh, Adobe Rush is new from the Adobe camp. And I have been wishing <laughs> for a mobile iPad, iPhone version of Final Cut. I know iMovie works, but I just want something a little bit better. Um and if I could edit Final Cut and have a huge hard drive and transfer my footage, I would do it all on an iPad for sure. Video editing is literally the only thing keeping me to a MacBook laptop. If I could do everything on my phone and, uh, and edit on an iPad, that'd be sick. We're, we're getting there. We're, we're definitely getting there. And it seems like Rush might be interesting. So I'm going to check it out. So if you've tried it, let me know what you think. But I'm not a Premiere guy. I don't like Adobe video editing, so we'll see. Just because I've been on Final Cut so much, and I've tried switching to Premiere, and it hurts. It hurts a lot to change that habit. 
so I am working on a video about the MacBook Air. I I have <laughs> I have it before anyone, so it, it's released. It's released on the seventh, I think. Um, it's the first right now. So I definitely want to work on a video and try to get that up. Something like, can you edit 4K video in Final Cut X on it? Something like that. Like, can you edit 4K footage on a MacBook Air? Because that's the big question that everyone's asking me. Ever since, ever since I posted photos with it, that rose gold, thin beauty, such a nice computer. Um, am I going to switch? Well, I guess you'll have to see the video now. Uh, I'm really happy with my MacBook Pro right now. Um, it's thin. It's powerful. It was like a three thousand, three and a half thousand dollar computer, fully spec'd out when I got it in two thousand sixteen, and it just destroys edits. I don't have to transcode anything. It's got a one terabyte. So the MacBook Air that I have, the new one, is a base model. So it's got a hundred and twenty-eight gigabyte SSD. So that's the biggest problem. And I've already bought. It's on the way. I've got a little portable SanDisk SSD, a one terabyte, a little tiny thing that connects via uh, USB-C and that might be the editing solution because it'd be fun to have a really thin small yet awesome computer and then just put my video editing files on the SSD and also continuously back those up to Google Photos I know I know what you're thinking this is a complete 180 from what I've been preaching which is why I want to stop preaching so much because you know, I have no idea what I'm talking about and I change my mind every day. And sometimes when I post a video about what I do and I get feedback from it, it makes me change my mind. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, the Rode VideoMic Pro Plus is gone. I sold it. A lot of people always ask me, how do you sell things online? Do you use Craigslist? Do you use eBay? Nah, nah, fam. I just use Instagram. So I think this was a new record for me. I made one single post, a little video, me holding the VideoMic Pro Plus, showing it, that it worked and it was intact. And I put the price and I'm like, DM me. DM me if you're serious. I'll sell this right now. I think someone messaged me to buy it within 20 minutes. And once I got the payment, uh, I deleted that Instagram story so so people would stop asking me if they if it was still available and I went and shipped it out and then I just sent him a image of the tracking info right there in the Instagram story done deal boom so wonderful the easiest way to sell things is to have a following <laughs> uh, I probably could have gotten more I probably could have sold it for a higher price if I had more patience but I'm happy to just get rid of it for sure the little Sony microphone is good enough for me. I like the smaller size and the fact that there are no cables and it just works. <laughs> so, yay. <laughs> got an iPhone. In the next up on the What I Got series, got an iPhone XS, so 10S, I guess, and a moment case with a wallet on the back so I can fit all four cards in it. Fantastic. The new moment case, big, exciting news coming about moment stuff. You, you heard first, people. You, you heard first here. Very interested in mobile-only photography, filmmaking, obviously being a, a minimalist. How awesome would it be to shoot everything, photo and video, and even podcasts? I could hook up a microphone. Fuck. Um, sounds great. With an iPhone. How awesome would that be? I just got a huge hard drive. I think I can get like a 500 gigabyte hard drive. I think I might get two iPhones. We'll see. One for communication and apps and one for just filmmaking, but I'm not sure yet. Because if I got a rig for a microphone and holding and gimbal stuff, I definitely would want to keep the rig on and just not have to rip that stuff off every time I wanted to use Google Maps. So we shall see. Lots of exciting stuff. Pumped. Moment is awesome. Check them out. Moment. People keep asking for a what's on my iPhone video. I just don't think it's that riveting. I don't know. I've posted screenshots of the apps I have, but I guess that's not good enough. People want to hear me talking about what apps I use most and why. Um, maybe, I guess. I just keep as few apps as possible. I'm trying to replace my laptop. Like I said, I just use it for video editing. 
I use I use QuickBooks. I use every like everything. PayPal is better on an iPhone. Chase Bank. Just yeah. I'm trying to not use my computer as much and use everything with just my phone. Just easier for me, for sure. Yeah, I'm a officially a Simplecast ambassador, which means that I use Simplecast, and I'd love for you to use Simplecast. I recommend it. Simplecast is um, the hosting website for my podcast, but it's way more than that. You can build a website. You can upload. It's, it's pretty much everything you need for a podcast. They link you directly to Apple, the iTunes. Um, they got me on Spotify, and they have a new update coming very soon. So Simplecast V2 coming out. Uh, I don't have it yet. If I have it, I'll put it in the description of this video, but there's a link um, to sign up for Simplecast, and that would help me out, and uh, it would help you out if you want to do podcast stuff like this. So excited for that relationship. It's a good relationship. Brad is awesome. He's at the helm of that company, and I've met him a couple times. He came to India's show. Awesome stuff. And I really like making these solo update episodes, so I'm doing it. I think I'm getting close to a quarter of a million downloads on my podcast, which is good. I feel great. I see some growth. I'm digging it. But yeah, thank you so much for following my journey and caring about the things that I create. It means a lot. This community is very important to me. And as I mentioned, people are priority right now. My close circle, my family, my friends, India, but then also my community, all of you people following in my footsteps, caring about the little home movies that I make on YouTube, following, responding to my Instagram stories, listening to this podcast. You know, I want to help you as much as possible. And if you're following in my footsteps and you want to be a YouTuber like me, I am here to help. I got nothing but support for you. And I just want to say thanks. So if you're wondering how you can help me, help someone in the community, help build it up, make it better, reach out to the other people listening to this podcast, responding, commenting on my YouTube channels, watch their stuff, help them. You know, let's, let's make it the best communities possible. Other than that, make sure to talk to someone you don't know, take the time to slow down and breathe, love yourself, show yourself some appreciation for everything that you do create whatever you want and do not stop fighting for your life.